Mark your calendar. The 2022 DSO Connect Retreat will be June 24th through 26th in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Join us for an inspiring weekend full of practical content that will help you take your studio to the next level. And you'll make lifelong connections with fellow studio owners. Spots are extremely limited to keep this event intimate, so go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat 2022 tab to sign up today. In the meantime, grab your copy of the 2021 Retreat Replay. Topics for this retreat include your studio dashboard using the five pillars of your business, budgeting, ways to wow your customers, killer sales process, early childhood classroom ideas, middle and high school classroom ideas, positive attitudes and magical words, transitioning to the helm, and how to set goals and actually follow through. Go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat Replay tab to grab your copy for just $1.99. And don't forget to sign up for the 2022 Retreat, June 24th through 26th in Phoenix, Arizona. We can't wait to see you there. Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I am Robin. And this is our 100th episode. Oh my God. That's exciting. (laughs) Right? Do you remember when we first started and we were very scripted? Like we would write notes and um, we would get nervous and we sounded super We would start and stop and restart. (laughs) Oh my God. And I remember you probably had a lot more editing to do. In yes. those days, um, because we would always get tongue tied and we, you know, stumble all over ourselves. And I remember reading somewhere or listening somewhere to someone say, um, your first 50 episodes are going to really be awful. Oh, and, great. So half of our episodes yeah, so far have been awful. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> well, I don't know if 50 <laughs> is like the official number for every person, but it takes a while. Like you'll never yeah. get to the good episodes until... You get through the work out all the kinks. Yeah. Work out the awkwardness. Right. So I wonder when we got more comfortable. I think it's when we just decided to start having conversations with each other. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think that those early episodes, we had some good content and that, and Mm -hmm. we really worked hard to like deliver a presentation. But I think that once we and it's funny because I think when COVID hit, you and I were like, I don't have time to be planning content. Let's just talk. And maybe we were talking through everything that was happening in our studio mm-hmm. and in our lives with COVID. And I think that maybe that was when we just started to get more casual and conversational. Not mm-hmm. to say that we weren't saying important things, but it wasn't right. scripted and rigid. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And I think having more guests come on throughout the, you know, hundred episodes that we've had and, and just, you know, reaching out to people in our community and having different, you know, experts of different sorts has definitely helped. I think that's helped us up our game too. Yeah. And it's interesting that you use the word experts because sometimes, you know, at first we were like, oh, the, the guests we have on need to be like important and recognizable in our industry and blah, blah, blah. There are a lot of people who are doing really good work in their studios oh, yeah. in little towns mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who don't have podcasts, who don't have national name recognition. They're just, they're student. I don't want to even say they're just studio owners, but they are studio owners who are really killing it. And mm-hmm. they're in our community. And that has been, those have been some of my favorite episodes. Oh, absolutely. So just having those conversations with studio owners about how they do things and their philosophies and yeah. you know how they started and just their whole journey. I love those conversations. Those are my favorite. Shameless plug. Um, if you are a member of the DSO Connect community and would like to be on the podcast, fill out our uh, member spotlight uh, survey form and we will we'll get you scheduled. We'd love to have you on. Yes. We love talking to new people. Yeah. Um, and after I talk to someone on the podcast, I just feel like I know them better, of course. And yeah. then when we see each other in the community, it's just, you know, it's like, oh, she's my friend. Right. Right. So before we start and really get into it, I want to share this little tidbit that I found on the internet. According to Amplify Media, nearly 200,000 podcasts emerged in the past two years, and more than half have pod faded, which I guess is the term for what happens to podcasts when they just evaporate into thin air because the hosts don't want to keep up with it. So congratulations, Casey, because 200,000 new podcasts that have emerged in the last two years we are among the 50% that have not pod faded. Hell yeah. Congratulations, Robin. <laughs> Pat well, on the I, back for us. I know. I really like that. In fact, I was listening to a podcast about podcasting oh, and wow. they were talking about how, um, you know, there's still so many people in the world who don't listen to podcasts because they don't know how to access them or it's just not part of their regular routine. Mm-hmm. But so there's so much potential for growth in this industry, but also um, there are so many people that are obsessed with them <laughs> like I am. And once you kind of dip your toe in the water and get kind of hooked on it, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. I personally, I personally like to multitask while listening to podcasts. Yes, me I too. like to either drive or clean or exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't work and listen to a podcast, but no, do, doing mindless things. Even like when I'm in the bathroom, you know, even in, I literally my phone is in the shower with me because yep, I'm listening to a podcast. And sometimes, yep, same. I, sometimes I have to check myself. Do you feel this way, Casey? Like it's like, why can't I just be alone with my own thoughts? Right. <laughs> because yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm constantly feeding other people's thoughts into my head. So sometimes uh-huh. I have to say, you know what, let's just be quiet. Yeah. But I need to do more of that. Not to discourage people from listening to podcasts, but once the point I think I was trying to make was once you kind of get into that world, you can get to a place where you're a little I'm, overwhelmed listening to podcasts all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I sent something to my stepmom recently and she was like, this is two hours. She's like, how do you find time to listen? She's like, you're always sending me this stuff. How do you find time to listen? I'm like, I'm not just like sitting here staring at it, you know, like (laughs) I'm literally like driving at the gym, right? making myself breakfast, making myself lunch, walking around the block, you know? So you don't just 
only listen to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that's part of my, like my getting ready routine is listening to a podcast and (laughs) taking a shower and doing my makeup and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't exclusively listen to business and dance related podcasts. I do listen to a lot of business and dance related podcasts, but I also listen to a lot of, you know, comedy podcasts and true crime and silliness. I used to be really into true crime and lately I, I kind of lost, it lost its zing for me. Mm. I think it's because I'm so into um, like alternative news and that is basically true crime. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, you know, the doom and the gloom and it's real. So um, yeah, but I should get into the comedy stuff that you, because sometimes you just need something a little lighter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I feel like you can't be consuming like um, information content all the time yeah. because you're not going to make, you're not going to retain all of it. So, you you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I feel like with our podcast, we have a good balance. I mean, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we have a good balance of, you know, consumable, fun content and, you know, valuable information. I hope so. I wish I could get more, we would get more feedback from our listeners because I, I, what I hope the vibe of our podcast is, is like our girlfriends just listening in. And if they could, they would chime in and, and add to the conversation, but just kind of like, you know, dance studio owner girl talk. Yeah. Um, exactly. Not to exclude any men that are studio owners, but um, just chatting it up. You know, years ago, before podcasting was a thing, I used to, when I would go visit my dad in Connecticut, I used to think, um, I just want to um, not just walk up to a dance studio in Connecticut mm. where I don't live. I don't have my own business there and just say, hey, I'm a studio owner in Pennsylvania can you show me around or can I pick your brain or can I buy you a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. And I never did because usually when I was visiting my dad, it was like Thanksgiving. Or- holidays. Yes. I have the same thing on my way to my parents, like very close to my parents' house. There's a dance studio that I pass every time I go to see them. And I'm always thinking like, oh my God, I would love to just pop in and say hi and like, see what they're about and yeah. pick, you know, just like have a conversation. But it's always a holiday. So of course they're closed. I can't just like pop right. in on a Thursday night or something when classes are going on, but yeah, I have that thing too. But that, that was before podcasting. And uh-huh. now that we have DSO connect and we have this podcast, I feel like we're doing that yeah. with other studio owners and there's Absolutely. no, and I love that because one of the things that was always in the back of my mind was well, they might think, well, what the hell are, why would you want to see my studio? Are you thinking about opening a studio in my town or whatever? And I would be like, no, no, no. I just totally want to see like how you're lobbying. I'm just a big dance studio nerd. Yes. Yes. But I feel like, I feel like thanks to the internet and podcasting and just Facebook and all of the the access that we have to each other right now, the studio owner community just feels so much different. And there's been so much I'm almost amazed at how willing other studio owners are to share their secrets or their successes Mm -hmm. or, or things that have working are working well for them without feeling like really selfish or paranoid about letting those 
secrets out. It's like, we've been, we've been really, um, I just, I can't believe how open and generous studio owners are. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like that in other industries because I'm not in other industries, but there is nothing, we're not financially benefiting from this. (laughs) Right. And yeah, I mean, let's just put this out there. DSO Connect is not like a million dollar (laughs) business venture. We do it because we love helping people. Right. And the people who come on our podcast are also not being paid to do that. And a lot of them aren't even selling something like, you know, hey, by the way, sign up for my email list. It's basically, you know, studio owners just sharing. Mm -hmm. And we really saw that through COVID. Um, That's when we really started seeing it on our podcast and in our community is um, and in in dance studio owner industry, I think it was amazing. It was like very touching and a little bit overwhelming to see how many studio owners, well, first of all, some went under. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know about you, but when I saw dance studio owners going under during COVID, it was like my, it it hit me in my heart. Like I didn't even know these people and it hit me in my heart. Yeah. And then you'd see posts popping up about on, you know, studio owner groups and teacher groups about, you know, we're closing after 17 years and we're selling our Marley and our bars. And it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. oof. Yeah. I I said this on one of our podcasts around the time it happened, but um, that show, this is us that everyone loves. Remember the episode where Beth, had her dance studio and um, it was going to close because of COVID. So the, basically they start, they opened the episode with like this montage of like what had happened over the last year. So she had opened her studio. She was so excited. She was meeting with the realtor. She signed the lease. She, you know, made the studio look beautiful. She had her open house. There was balloons and cookies and the students were coming and they were dancing and they were loving life. And then COVID happened and then everyone had masks on in the studio and there was hand sanitizer. And then um, they went on Zoom and there was like, you know, a whole bunch of little Zoom squares in her class, you know, on her laptop. And then there's less squares. I've got goosebumps right now. And then there's less squares and then there's less squares. And then the last, finally, there's just her and one other square and the other square is her daughter dancing at home and she says it's time for us to close the studio we gave it our best shot and I was like I'm gonna cry now it's like because we because we all went through that right yeah we all went through it and this was like it was the compressed version of that in like two minutes and it took you on that roller coaster of how excited we all are to open our doors and then to have to close them and my husband said um yeah that's kind of because you know he's a husband so he's like well that's I'm bawling on the sofa and he looks at me he's like that's pretty much what you went through right and I was like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yes except that I never thought for a minute of closing yeah and you know for some people I'm sure that they thought this is my only way out I don't want to get dragged into a financial hole or maybe they kind of want, were thinking about not doing it prior and this was their, their universe telling them it's time to get out. It was or, their sign. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't want to get out and they felt that they were up against a wall, but whatever. The, those of us that are still standing, I salute you. Um, mm-hmm. Those of you that 
fell, I feel for you. And mm-hmm. hopefully those people have moved on to realize a new chapter. Yeah. And yeah. have found something else that's equally or more fulfilling to them. Yeah. So, but yeah, that whole COVID adventure over the last two years for us, um, that was a big thing over our podcast. You've yeah. said that you, and I think you say it in one of our little commercials that um, this podcast or this community is what really helped you get through. COVID. Oh my God. Absolutely. I, I mean, dur- during like the first phases of lockdown in March and April, and I guess May of 2020, we were doing weekly calls mm-hmm. in the community group and we would just all jump on and it might be 12 people. It might be four people, however many people showed up. And it was just studio owners putting our heads together to figure out, okay, what are the new restrictions? What has been lifted? What can we do for our recital? What are our ideas for, for this or for that? Or how are you setting up your zoom classes? And, oh, I, I do it this way. And I do it that way. And just like coming together with all these people who, you know, understand what you're going through and, you know, are in the same exact boat as you trying to, you know, just help each other stay afloat was really, I mean, I, I like, I, you know, I say it all the time, but I don't, I'm not sure I would have made it without the DSO Connect community group. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what, during that time, I have a friend who has, I went to high school with her. Um, it was actually two girls I went to high school with. They have a dance studio in Baltimore right now. And we're still friends, you know, we get together as often as we can. Um, but during, they were not a part of our community, but they, but she, one of the girls called me during probably like in June of 2020, when we were all like freaking out and she was crying and she was like, I don't think we can do this. Like, I think we're, I, I, I have no idea how we're going to do this. And I was, this is what you're going to do. And the things that I told her were things that I was hearing, like what you said in the calls with, from the other studio owners. So I'm hearing like, not just, these aren't my original ideas. These were ideas mm-hmm. that we all kind of put together. And, you know, we were hearing what dance studio owners all over the country were doing. And I was like, girl, get a grip. This is how you're going to do it. And she was like, are you sure? Like, is this, and I was like, yes, this is, go- this is what you're going to do. And if it doesn't work in 10 weeks, then it didn't work, but it's going to either, it doesn't work now or it doesn't work then, but you're going to try. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like she, her studio is fine. Like they made it through and yeah. all it took was for another studio owner to kind of take her by the shoulders, maybe throw some water in her face and be like, get it together, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think, this. I think our, our, like generally the performance artist, the dancer mentality is, you know, the show must go on. So you know, we figure out how to make things work. And I didn't see that in other industries that serve kids activities. Like I know that, um, you know, the Taekwondo uh, studio, gym, uh, (laughs) dojo, (laughs) the Taekwondo places around just shut down and they didn't have anything on zoom. Um, You know, like, like the um, um, music lessons, some of them went online and, and, and made it through zoom, but a lot of places just didn't offer anything. This is what I heard from my parents, you know, like yeah. you're the only activity that's still providing a service for my kids Wow. and you know, how important that was for them. So yeah. I think that's, that's major. I did hear someone say the other day that a lot of the girl scout troops 
crumbled and haven't rebuilt because oh that's sad I guess the Girl Scout leaders were just like well it's, it's 2020 let's just put a pin in it and then it never it never in our community it hasn't mm. you know revived so oh that's a shame so but not only okay so if we're talking about this is our 100th episode that's about you know two years worth of episodes because we did start in 2020 like in mm-hmm. February right because I went in January mm-hmm. January I keep thinking it was February so I drove to Virginia and I stayed at your house for a couple of days and we sat at your kitchen table and we recorded seven podcast episodes mm-hmm. and I remember um there was a lot of stop and start. It was a lot of nerves. It was a lot of notes. It was like we one day we went to the cafe and we were like, all right, don't talk to each other. Just write content. And then, you know, we, so we, we got some some good episodes out. Um, but then it's like as soon as we kind of got some momentum, it was like, bam, COVID. Right. Yeah. So then that kind of was the topic every mm-hmm. week almost. Um, and that was fine. Everybody needed that. And then something else happened to me, which was um, something that is, I'm not the only studio owner that's ever gone through this, and I'm probably not the last one either, but a studio, uh, one of my disgruntled parents uh, decided to open a studio up the road in the middle of COVID. Like they announced it in July of 2020 and they opened in January of 2021. Oh my gosh. So it was a disgruntled parent and they, she took one of my main teachers and then they succeeded in luring away a lot of my students. Yeah. And it was a long process of like, when is this bleeding going to stop? And it mm. was a lot of um, negativity and division. The dancers that stayed felt like they were stabbed in the back. And um, there was like bad Google reviews happening over Cope my version of COVID protocols. And that was a whole nother thing. And that was part of their leverage because their COVID protocols were by the book and mine were not. And um, anyway, that was their leverage. So, but that was very painful. And Mm -hmm. that carried me through. I mean, that carried through with me for, you know, till Thanksgiving when I realized that that enterprise is crumbling and now I can, I can breathe a little freer or Mm -hmm. sleep a little better. Um, and it, and everybody, you know what, you know what the studio owners who've been through it said to me all, Hmm. all along that I never could believe they're not going to make it. It's not going to, the pain won't last forever. Yeah. You can't build a studio based on revenge and spite and spite. (laughs) Right. And negativity. Yeah. It cannot succeed. And Every and all these very wise studio owners that have been through it already told me all these things, and I needed to hear them. Right, you can't believe it until it happens, and then when it happens, I'm like, thank God I had these ladies around me, though every week to be like, you know what, I've been through it and I survived, and I'm stronger for it. Or absolutely, I've been through it and they crumbled, and yours, your this studio will crumble too, or whatever, and having that camaraderie from these studio owners was so helpful to me. And I tried to not get too into it on the podcast because anyone can listen to the podcast, but in our private group calls, I, you know, spilled all the beans to you. And (laughs) that was so helpful to me. So getting me through that was, and what if we didn't have each other for these kinds of things? Oh my God. I like, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know what, what we would do. Who's a manicurist and tell her about it because, you know, like only studio owners understand, understand. Yeah. these things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's like my biggest thing that I've learned over the last two years of this podcast and, you know, longer than that with the actual DSO Connect community group. But, um, you know, you can't do this alone. Like there is no such thing as a successful business that is, I mean, well, maybe there is, and I'd love to talk to you if you have one, but like mm -hmm. a successful business that's growing and thriving that, you know, is just isolate just on an island and isolated you need community you need support you need all those resources because you can't be you can't know everything on your own you have to surround yourself with people who have other ideas and other perspectives and mm -hmm. other experiences than you and you know it's just so important to have an actual community yeah that's true yeah i'm glad i have this community me too no so kidding. on that note this is mm -hmm. something that I've been really thinking about for a long time Yeah, um, about the concept of loyalty mm -hmm. and, you know, loyalty implies, and I'm reading this from the, the definition of the word loyalty. Um, loyalty implies a faithfulness that is steadfast in the face of any temptation to renounce, desert, or betray. So that's a lot to ask of a person, right? Like yeah. to... Ha it's a lot to ask a person to be faithful and steadfast in the face of any temptation to renounce, desert, or betray. So mm -hmm. I can see expecting loyalty from, you know, your parents, your children, your spouse, your partner in life, maybe even a business partner, maybe, mm -hmm. but customers or employees, I think that for me, it, I was setting myself up for disappointment when I, would, when I expected loyalty from mm -hmm. customers or employees. And yeah, because you, you are the most loyal person to your business and you can't expect other people to have that same loyalty to your business. And when it comes to customers, you know, as you can't be everything to all people. So as soon as you know, they're not getting what they need from you. They're, they're going to go elsewhere. And that's ultimately it's okay. You know, and as it should be, because what kind of right. parent are you? If you keep your child in a studio or with a teacher or with a coach, that's not that's serving. Not right. People, right. Yeah. So I think that we, I think that the word, I think that the word loyalty is sometimes used too freely and not like a loyal customer. Mm, I, I, I would like, I aspire to um, be the, to provide the best dance studio or performing arts experience I can in our area. I want people to come to my studio and I want people to want to be there because the service that we're providing is helping their child get to their, whatever their goal is. Right. But as soon as I'm no longer serving them, it would be ridiculous for me to expect loyalty from them. Right. I would expect them to leave if they don't want to dance anymore, <laughs> or if they want to 
go dance with New York City Ballet, my studio is not the path to get there. You know, my studio does a lot of really good things, but it's not a conservatory pre-professional ballet program. It's just not. And the same goes for employees. It's like um, we shouldn't be expecting our teachers to give up opportunities to maybe move to another state and get a different job or maybe Mm -hmm. they want to have children and and they want to be a stay-at-home mom or they want have always wanted to go to dental school or whatever and whatever it is but you can't expect them to disregard those things to be loyal to you so I think that we should not set ourselves up for disappointment and Mm -hmm. I learned that through this whole other studio thing it's like you know what if I'm not serving you that's okay you need to go And I'm going to work, I'm going to continue to do what I do and attract the people who will benefit from what I'm offering. Yes. And when you take that expectation of loyalty away, I think you protect yourself from getting hurt. Yeah. So that makes, that makes total sense. I've been thinking about that for a while. I like that. So what else have you learned over the last 100 episodes or two years? Oh gosh. It's hard to believe that it's actually been two years. Like that's just, it did go by fast. Thank God. I mean, I mean, at, at times it felt very slow, but also at times it, it went by very fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, and just like surrounding yourself with a good community. Um, I have learned that by helping other people through DSO connect, I have become a more confident and capable and confident leader in my own business. And, you know, I feel like just as much as, as I've helped other people with their studios, my studio has benefited from this journey as well, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm forced to sit down once a week and talk about issues with you and talk about, you know, whatever is going on in the dance studio world. And, think about strategies and systems and, and, you know, marketing and, and all those things that, you know, if I didn't have DSO connect as a, you know, regular routine, I'm, those things might fall by the wayside a little bit, but with this, again, with this community and with our clients and with our, um, with the six of us, it's like, we have banded together to, kind of to go back to the loyalty thing, to be loyal to ourselves and our own businesses. Mm. And, um, I think that's really helped me to be a better leader for my team and for my students. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've also learned that I am stronger than I thought I was. Yes. I, I remember in 2019, floating in my pool in Pennsylvania and just looking at the sky and saying to my husband, things are really good. Like things are so good that I'm scared. Like something is going to go wrong. And he was like, don't say that you're going to jinx it. And I remember thinking, I've never had anything bad happen to me in my life. And I did not know, like, I've not lost a parent. Uh I've not lost a child thank God, you know, like I've never been in a car accident. I've never dealt with a serious injury. I've never broken a leg. I've never, um, knock on wood, please. <laughs> yeah. But like literally like I have not dealt with any tragedy in my life that I can recall that that's made, that's devastated me. 
Yeah. And so I thought some, I remember thinking to myself, some life is too good right now. Something bad is going to happen. Like I had this, <laughs> this premonition that something bad was going to happen. And I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to handle it because I've never had to really face adversity. Mm. You know, I grew up in a family, like my parents did not abuse me. <laughs> I had food on the table every night. Like n- there was nothing crazy going on. And my, I've never been assaulted. You know, mm-hmm. like I've never had anything bad happen to me. Um, and so here we are. And then 2020 happens. And I, I was like, I, I'm terrified. I was, yeah. I was terrified. I did not know if I was going to be able to make this work. And I had 10 people living in my house one of which was pregnant, one of which was, you know, a very poor health and was about to leave us, um, you know, my stepdad, but I, everybody depended on the dance studio income. Like mm-hmm. that was our income, 10 of us oh my <laughs> in a gosh. house with a mortgage. And um, we, I, I had no choice. I had right. to just do it. And I was terrified every day, every day, every day. Uh, Oh, same, same. And I, I was, you know, like you were thinking about your household, depending on that income. And I was thinking my mind when the shutdown happened, went straight to my faculty, straight to my staff. Like, okay, I need to continue business rolling enough to justify charging my customers so that I can pay my staff. (laughs) Like I need to keep things going so I can continue to make payroll. Yeah. you know, because my staff, you know, they're all part-time, but they depend on this money and I yeah. don't want to leave them yeah. high and dry and just say, oh, well, too bad. So sad. Can't do anything about it. No, like we've got to get our asses in gear and make this happen. So and it was, it retrospect- was terrifying. In retrospect now, don't you feel like, wow, like I did that. Like I, that yeah. was I'm stronger than I thought I can do hard things. And sometimes you just have to keep walking. Just yes. keep walking. Even, Even if the path you're... is not particularly clear in front of you, you just have Take to put one step. foot ahead of the other and just do it. And then one day you wake up and you're like, oh, well, we're not completely it. out of the woods, but we're, right. all, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. 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 That was huge for me. I, and I think that most of our listeners can probably relate to that. Because oh, of course. We, we walked through fire. Yeah. And then the last thing that I prepared that I really learned over the last two years was um, systems and routine really work for me. Mm. And I think I learned that through that whole ordeal, because I remember not, you know, waking up in the mornings in um, cold, dreary Pennsylvania and thinking, Oh my first, my, I remember my first thought being, was that a dream? <laughs> is it, is, is everything okay in the world? And then being like, no, it wasn't a dream. It's still real. And then just being like, just get up, just get up and get your breakfast and get your shower. And then, and I would go to the studio and my studio was dark and cold. And I would go in my office and crank the heat in my office. And it was dark and it's funny because a lot of those podcasts were recorded with me in that office, in that big old building all by myself, mm-hmm. no children, no music, no tap noises. And, um, but you just did it. And I just, and then I would go home and I would, 
you know, go to sleep and repeat and just do it. And I Mm -hmm. remember thinking to myself, if I keep doing this routine enough, eventually something's going to give. It's like, if you're trying to dig yourself out of a jail cell, it seems like, you know, with a little spoon and you're like, this is going to take forever. But if I keep doing it, eventually I'm going to eventually I'll get somewhere. But if I just sit here and cry, right. And I'm not getting anywhere. So I feel like the systems and the routine really worked for me and the less choices that I gave myself during the day, um, Mm. the, the easier it was to get, to stick to a routine. Right. You know, for example, every morning I get up and I have the same exact thing for breakfast, unless it's like a weekend and we're having a brunch or whatever, you know, but on a normal day, I get up, I have two hard boiled eggs, I have my steel cut oatmeal, I have my fruit and that I know that that works for me. I know that, um, I'm going to feel good at the gym when I eat that. And it's not, you know, a lot of carbs and whatever it's, it's good for me. So, and my husband even knows to always have hard boiled eggs and steel cut oatmeal cooked in the refrigerator. So it's like a routine and nobody has to think about it. And it's just, I, it's one less thing. And remember the Steve Jobs story. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he always wore the same, he wore the outfit. same exact outfit every single day to eliminate that, that choice, that, yeah. that decision from, Why from your daily routine. Your time make, and you make the decision once, I think is, mm-hmm. is what they say. And if you've decided that this is a good breakfast and just using breakfast as an example, or this is a, an appropriate thing to wear to work, um, mm-hmm. then you've made that decision once and now you don't have to make the decision again. So you're not going back and forth with all this mental energy and you know that it's good. Now don't make a decision to eat, you know, pancakes and syrup and whipped cream and chocolate chips every morning (laughs) because that's not going to serve you, but make the decision once and keep the emotions out of it. So that's worked for me. Yeah. I I think more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely need to work on more of my, establishing and, and committing to routine for sure. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that, um, you know, throughout these hundred episodes, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, this journey really helping me to grow as a leader for my own, for my own studio. Um, but I've learned to kind of, we had a whole episode, I forget what episode number it was, but we had a whole episode about imposter syndrome and, I think growing my confidence as a business owner and a teacher and a leader has helped me to quiet those voices that say, you know, you're not good enough. You're a fraud. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're just fooling everyone into thinking that you know what you're doing. And, you know, those kind of imposter syndrome thoughts, I've gotten better at quieting those um, and, you know, continuing on with what I need to get done um, because I know that I am good at what I do. And it's okay to know that <laughs> it's okay to like proclaim that and own it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, I'm good at this and I like doing it. And, and it's great. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Yeah. So do you ever go back and listen to old episodes of our podcast? Um, you know, it's funny. I, so I'm on, I'm on hinge, which is a dating app mm. and you know, people always ask, oh, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a kind of a, a dance nerd. I own a studio. I have a coaching and consulting business and a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And um, so many people are like, oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. Like, wow, what a cool, what a cool thing to do. Um, 
only a few people that I've talked to have been like, oh, what's your podcast? I want to listen. Um, so if you're on a dating app and somebody says they have a podcast, listen to it because I yeah. feel like that's a really good way to get to know somebody, you know? Um, and so I had to like go back and think about, okay, what's the best introduction to Casey episode. And I think the one that I most tell people to listen to is the one that was actually a recording from a seminar in 2019 about childhood development that I did, which is like, you know, which is my, my nerd, my nerd topic. I just love nerding out on childhood development. Um, and I, you know, I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Um, so I've gone back and listened to that one, uh, but I haven't really gone back and listened to others. Have you? So I sometimes do. And so if anyone wants to go back and listen to Casey's favorite episode, it's episode 11 and it's development in the dance studio. Um, what dance studio or dance teachers need to know about early childhood development. And if you've been to any of our retreats, you know that Casey is like an expert on this and she presents it so well because um, she does a lot of like acting out of four-year-old personalities and she's super funny. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come through on the audio as well, but I highly recommend that you listen. If you want to go back and listen to like a favorite episode, um, episode 11 with Casey. And then um, I had two favorites. One was, um, Episode number 10, DSO Husbands, How to Train Them and Treat Them Well, where I interviewed my husband, Walter. And um, that, it's just funny because it was kind of like a walk down memory lane. And I thought, um, yeah, so that that was a good one. That was a good me. one. I like that one. And then also um, Words of Wisdom from a Seasoned Studio Owner, episode 67, which I did by myself and doing them by yourself is hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say that doing episodes by yourself is super hard. I remember, because if I look at myself on the, on the zoom screen, then I get all freaked out. <laughs> and so I literally have to like, I think one time I, I tried doing it where there was another person in the room, just nodding and smiling at me the whole time. <laughs> So if you listen to episode 67, just imagine me talking to another person and they're just like smiling and nodding with like with approval. So yeah, every once in a while I'll go back and, and listen to some. Um, but sometimes it's like, I, I like listening to other people's stuff to keep, right. feeding, you know? Yeah. So, wow, that's a lot. And um, yeah, we've been through a lot in a hundred episodes. So we sure have. And I think that, you know, there's certainly much more to talk about and more people yes. to talk to. And I'm excited for the next yes. hundred episodes. Excellent. Yeah. So we have a, a piece of okay. business to get to. Um, we did our uh, January review promo where if you left a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, by the end of January, you were entered to win a free month of the DSO Connect member vault access. And I uh, collected all the names of the people who submitted their reviews. Thank you so much to everyone who did. It is just, it's so nice to hear from listeners and to know what's working and, and to just know that people are out there listening. We see the numbers, we see the download numbers, but it's just so nice to like 
hear from actual people. Um, so I collected all the names, all the usernames of the folks who did a review and our winner is curly red design. So if you know you who that are, is, right? No, who is that? It's because oh my she's in our group because she was thinking about opening or partnering with a dance studio um, in her town. Yeah, that's Kendall. Remember Kendall? Oh my gosh, I remember Kendall. Amazing. Well, Kendall, congratulations. You've won a free month of access to the DSO Connect member vault. So if you can reach out to us, um, send us an email at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com and we will get you set up with a free month of access. How random is that? Kendall, just a little backstory. She used to dance at my Baltimore studio where Casey was a student. And she did like adult, mm-hmm. she did adult hip hop and she did, you know, more of the adult tracks. So she was older than Casey, but um, yeah, she, she was my designer for a while. And she reached out to me a while ago and said she was thinking about going into a business venture partnership or something with someone. Um, and she wanted to get the 411 on being a dance studio owner. So she joined our group and awesome. <laughs> Yay. Well, yeah, her, and her, in fact, her review says I'm considering opening a dance studio and this podcast is such a wealth nice. of knowledge. So awesome. perfect. Yay. So should we end with our heart Very happy good. moments? Yeah. What's your heart happy? Moment, well, um, as you all know, my uh, enrollment took a hit, you know, over the last two years due to all the things And, um, it seems like we've been on this treadmill of like, we got, you know, like you get three new babies, but then you lose a company dancer. So it's like Mm -hmm. two steps forward, three steps back. And we've been kind of on this treadmill for a while, but finally, I feel like we are, um, you know, the hemorrhaging has stopped and we're actually building some traction. And, um, we, so we made it, we were at a thousand registrations before, um, COVID hit and we dropped down. As I said, many times we lost 35%. So we went from a thousand registrations to 650 and now we just hit 725 yesterday. So, but the thing is, you know, they talk about vanity numbers and how numbers don't really mean anything if they're not like quality numbers. Like you don't want to have like a bunch of Mm -hmm. followers that you paid for on Instagram or whatever you want to have, you know, your people. Right. And so granted, I need the numbers, you know, to, for the budget and all that, but the people that are with us share our values and are looking for Mm -hmm. that. We've talked about this many times, like they, the people that want my yeah. studio are different people than the people who want your studio. And that's okay. That's okay. exactly. So the yes. people that are with us are people who have found their spot. And I'm happy for that, that they've found a place that's making them happy. And um, that the one, yes. even though it hurt my bank account, the ones who wanted something different have found it elsewhere. Hopefully. Right. So yeah. anyway, that was my heart happy moment to see the numbers yesterday. It was like 725. And I was like, that's great. Um, yeah, that's awesome. My heart happy is also numbers based for enrollment. I met my goal for enrollment. My goal was 200 for the season. Um, and I met, I reached 200, um, back in the fall. Um, and we've just been steadily growing since then we've been, you know, some attrition, some, you know, losing some students here and there, or mostly we've had students who are just like 
overwhelmed with being back in school and taking so many classes at the studio. So they've kind of dialed back on their enrollment a little bit. Um, you know, I had a company member drop out of the performance company and, you know, cut back on her weekly classes and, you know, things like that. Um, but now my enrollment is at 231. And I That's feel pretty fantastic. good about that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, just keep on marching in the right direction and keep on doing the things. And that's right. Eventually it that's should right. all come together, right? Yeah, for you. sure. For sure. Thanks. And good for you too. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I remember many yeah. a meeting being like, what the heck, guys? But always being yeah. like, don't worry. It's, it's, it's one more than it was last week. <laughs> We're not going backwards. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for walking down memory lane with me over the last hundred yeah. episodes. So if fun. any of our listeners yeah. decide to go back and listen to um, any old episodes, or if they have a favorite episode, let us know in the comments or in yeah. the community or wherever you're supposed to let us know, email, or just tell us. <laughs> I would love to know what everyone's favorite episode was, or was there an episode that really spoke yeah. to people or made them um, have an aha moment or something that's really helped them? Um, we love feedback. So. Yes. Yes. So you can email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com. You can post in the DSO Connect community group. If you're not a member, just search for DSO Connect community on Facebook. Make sure you answer the questions to join. What are you waiting for? It's a fabulous group. Just join it already. Uh, It's free. Uh, we do post promotional things in there every once in a while, but it's not like super salesy. It's mostly just, you know, people chatting about their studios. So yeah, join us. Um, and we do coffee chat the first Friday of every month at 11 a.m. Eastern. And we'd love to see you there. So all right, join us. Casey, have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye guys. Bye.